0: We'll hear insight and perspective from two guests that fill some of the many roles within this incredible industry. Welcome to The Room Block, and enjoy your stay. Greetings, Room Block podcast listeners. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode. Welcome to the show, and welcome back to the show if you are a repeat listener, Also, on that note, if you are a listener and you listened to last week's Courtesy Block episode, um, I just really want to thank everybody who reached out to me with encouraging messages. Uh, It was very meaningful and I really appreciate it. It's funny because it's, it's sometimes those episodes where I feel like I'm reporting something that's, you know, difficult for me or hard news that tends to get the biggest reaction, but maybe people just like hearing those authentic stories. So I greatly appreciate your feedback and thank you for listening. Speaking of support, the best way to support the show is of course to leave a review or rating on Apple podcast. And you can always subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. So you never miss an episode. I want to give you all a little announcement. I am gearing up for a summer break. I'm going to take the month of July off and I will plan to resume the podcast with an anniversary episode in August to celebrate one year of doing the podcast and being a podcaster. So my last episode uh, for a little bit will be on June 30th. And speaking of anniversaries, I will be welcoming three guests for that episode to chat about a few different anniversaries that are important to the forward motion of our industry, but also our society as a whole. So stay tuned, more to come on that. But on the topic of forward motion, does anyone else feel like we're moving at the speed of light towards like a new day? The two guests you will hear from today are definitely feeling that way. And while they tell me, and I know it's been challenging for them, it's really good to hear it as well. I am pleased to welcome Mark McLaughlin, who is the Director of Business Development at the brand new Sable Hotel located at Navy Pier in Chicago, and Sarah Becker, who is the Complex Director of Sales and Lead Sales Enthusiast, which is the best title ever, at the also brand new Hilton Garden Inn and Canopy by Hilton, Chicago Central Loop. Whew, what a mouthful, right? But you heard that right. Mark and Sarah are not only back in the hotel sales saddle, but they are breaking in two, well, actually three, brand new hotels during what has to be one of the most transitional moments in our industry's history. It's like as if hotel sales wasn't challenging enough, right? I mean, if if you listen to the show, you've likely heard me talk about how much I respect hotel salespeople. I know the job might look cushy from the outside, but let me tell you, it is a very high-pressure job with fierce competition, especially in a city like Chicago, which has such a phenomenal collection of properties and products. So Mark and Sarah have joined us today to talk about their experiences to date with their latest hotel projects, two brand new hotel projects, and to share what it's like to open a brand new hotel in general of course, but in particular during this very interesting time. We also have some fun reminiscing about the start of hotel rooftop culture here in Chicago and re-uncover some repeat patterns of one of my guests. So stay tuned to find out more about not only your new favorite hotel hangouts here in Chicago, but also to catch up with two veteran hotel sales professionals who are using their skills and passions to literally rebuild our industry and the city of Chicago. Here's Mark McLaughlin and Sarah Becker. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Room Block Podcast. I'm so excited to have you both Sarah and Mark. Welcome to the show. Thank it's you. To be here. It's so fun to actually like catch up with people that I haven't talked to in a really long time. And you know what, the two of you, all right? So, Sarah and Mark, they're both sales professionals, hotel sales professionals in Chicago. And you two are some of the people that I feel like I'm most comfortable talking to and that I can relate to because I spent so much of my career at On Peak dealing with hotel salespeople. So it's like I like I just I feel so happy to be in this setting again (laughs) to talk to salespeople and just kind of catch up on that whole topic. So I'm really grateful to have you both on the show. And Chicago just reopened. So there's really a lot to talk about here. So let's start with introducing our guests, finding out who they are and what their history is. So Sarah, could you kick us off? sure
1: well like so many of your guests jen my hospitality career just kind of happened and thinking back it was really my senior year at eastern illinois university and my friends and i decided to attend the big job fair and i just remember feeling so uncomfortable about wearing a suit being in a suit that in fact i just had one simple conversation while there and it was with Jose Cabrera, the director of People services at the time for First Hospitality. And he was there recruiting interns for their summer program. So really prior to that one conversation with Jose, I had never even thought about pursuing a career in this industry, nor did I have any idea about what it was all about. Mm-hmm. But really that one conversation launched my 19-year hospitality career. <laughs> and then really following that summer internship and in about eight months working at the front desk at the Hampton River North, I landed my first sales gig which was at the fairfield and in suites marriott chicago mag mile and across the street from me was in a chicago where mark was working at the time and gosh that was back in 2002 and a better
2: memory than i do
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so way back in the day and i think we must have met at a networking event but Ultimately, Mark was really my first friend in the industry who was a director of sales. I mean, he was always, I've always admired him for his dedication, his ability to establish genuine connections, and just really his strong work ethic. Also, he really knows how to have fun. I mean, Mark was throwing rooftop parties at the end of Chicago before rooftops were even a thing in the city.
0: Oh, I love this. Well, <laughs> the first
2: rooftop parties out there.
0: Did you have any idea that Sarah was gonna approach this conversation and just compliment you right off the bat? Oh, no,
2: I so appreciate that. I did not pay you to do this either. <laughs> I
0: know. That's so nice. Well, okay, so Sarah, Wait, so you started your career in River North at the front desk. That's got to be like pretty intense, right? Like That's a busy neighborhood.
1: It was full of action. There was never a dull moment, which really attracted me even more so to the industry because every day was so different. Every day there was a new story to go home with. Every day there was a new challenge. It was just so much fun. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet. That's cool. And but then quickly you, well, after eight months and they said, all right, like, there's your chance to come into sales, then were you excited about that change? It
1: was really during that internship opportunity that I identified that, hey, sales and marketing may be my thing, Hmm. but there just wasn't something available right when I finished that internship. So I just... You know first hospitality had a role available at the front desk at that time so i took that and i'm grateful that i had a start in that department because that really is the heartbeat of the hotel to some degree so i'm glad i had some experience in that role
0: totally i think it would be extremely difficult to walk into hotel into sales but i don't know maybe is that is that your story mark how did you get started
2: Oh, my gosh. I feel like every hotel story starts the same way. Like, I just kind of fell into it and probably along the (laughs) same lines that uh, Sarah did as well. But right. um, so I went to actually I start I went to Penn State for hotel restaurant management school. So I told Oh, so you
0: actually intentionally went to school for it. I
2: did go to school for it. (laughs) Penn State had a great program for that. I mean, I started off in biology, then psychology and then uh, kind of fell. I told my parents I wanted to open a bar and they're like, well, what the hell are you doing in biology then? I was like, good, good point. You know, like, I, I found out Penn State had this hotel restaurant management school that was one of the, I think it was like the top three in the country. So I'm like, all right, I'll switch into that. And I wow. uh, kind of did the the same thing. I started at the, you know, you had to do an internship at Penn State where like, for, I think for six months. So I did the front desk at the Nittany line in at Penn State, um, did the front desk thing for, you know, like probably a little over a year and a half. And uh, it was interesting because Penn St- the the hotel restaurant program didn't really hit ha- They didn't talk about the sales department. I didn't even know such things were existed. I know there was like weddings in the hotel, but I just assumed people made reservations online, and you know that's how hotels <laughs> filled up. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's actually a sales department. I even wrote Penn State afterwards, I was like, you really need to tell your students that uh, you know there is a sales department and convention services and event management and all this other stuff that thank they don't you really focus yes. On. <laughs> It's very odd. I mean, the school was very focused on like operations and food, mainly food and beverage, which I really hated. So I was like, I don't want to go into like food and beverage or a restaurant. It sounds awful. Sorry to all the people that are in restaurants. I'm sure it's an, it's an amazing. I love restaurants to go to them, but I just don't want to operate them.
0: Well, what about the bar that you wanted to open? Uh,
2: well, I'm still I'd still be open to that. So that's uh, still down the line all right <laughs> until, until you hear that they have like a 20 20 success rate or even less than that so i was like oh maybe i'll do something a little more secure as a 20 something year old so right um, right. so basically graduated i was like all right i had a good time with the front desk but then i was like i don't know if i really want to do the front desk for life and i had uh, i think i had one interview set up with double tree national sales that you know i'd come to like a job fair at penn state and i was like interviewing with her and she's telling me about the sales department i'm like interesting and she's like she's like, Mark, I can see you as a a salesperson. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, (laughs) and I got, I got the job. It was like, you start there. It was like a two-year program where you like did like national sales for Doubletree. And this is when Doubletree was its own company, like back, you know, before Hilton bought it and Promise. Um, So it was like its own independent company. And so I started with them and uh, that was great. And I was like, oh, I, I think I really like this and stuck with it. And we actually all got. This is in Philadelphia, like it was a suburb of Philadelphia where the office was located, and we actually got laid off with the first merger, which was with the Promise Corporation. Uh, so Promise had bought. I think they already had like Hampton Inn, um, a couple other smaller brands. So they bought DoubleTree, and then they decided to close our office in Philadelphia back in '98. And uh, they're like, if you stay till the end of the, you know, the whole layoff situation with them, then they would. Uh, you know, pay your severance package, so I think they gave us, like, a four-month severance package, and I was like, all right. I was like, I'll just stay till the end. I don't know what I want to do, and I'll just move to Chicago. So, because two of the girls I worked with there, they actually had moved to Chicago, and they're like, we have an extra bedroom for you in Bucktown here in Chicago. I to come out and look for a job, and it's uh, kind of how I landed in Chicago, and then my first job was at, as Sarah mentioned, at the Inn of Chicago, so we were neighborhood buddies down there, so like right down on Michigan Avenue and by Northwestern, and, uh, there for six years which kind of kicked off my that's where i started as like a sales manager and then moved up to director of sales there uh, launched my career there at the good old end of chicago which is i think one of the oldest hotels in chicago i think it opened in 1918 i believe
0: it's been a long time since i've been over there yeah
2: it's like funny you see like old pictures of you know like the old skyline pictures of Chicago. chicago's like the Inn of chicago was there i think the drake hotel was there and the allerton were like the two <laughs> like you know, high rises you would see back in the day and uh, right the powerhouse buildings back in back in the 20s
0: that is so crazy okay cool so you have both i mean aside from sarah your like brief scent at the front office and mark your internship in the front office i mean you've both been in hotel sales this whole time
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. wow 20 some years <laughs> okay <laughs> that is impressive you know i did do hotel sales for a little bit. Like I I started as you know, concierge, convention services, convention bureau, and then I'm like, I need to learn sales. And I really liked the relationship building part of sales. I could not deal with the goals. I just could like that, the goal over my head was like, it just didn't work with my personality.
2: Yeah. I think that's literally, if anyone asks me what the thing I don't like about sales is, a goal that's like put over your head and it's- that's probably a hundred percent agreed. And I think that's what scares people away from the sales side of things. But I mean me me personally, I don't ever worry about a goal. I'm just like I you know like Sarah said, I've just like come to work every day, work really hard. If I make the goal, great. If I don't, oh well I'm like I tried my best. <laughs> I've, I've never been fired for that, so hopefully a-
0: Well right. There's your <laughs> I'm a little
1: bit different, like I have to see a goal to really be motivated, so I love that those goals are out there. And then the connection piece, I mean, some of these people that I've formed relationships with over the years. that are still in place today. I mean, one that I met early on at the Fairfield actually attended my wedding. I mean, these are real genuine connections, wow. both personally and professionally. And I think that's just another reason why I am so grateful that I um, really launched into the the sales path.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that is true. I mean, it definitely gives you the opportunity to you know, for re- repeat business in particular, but just, you know, really keep those relationships going. I mean, in order to be a good salesperson, I mean, you have to be a relationship builder, a, a friend, <laughs> a friend to your client in a way. So. it's very,
2: it's very, it's consultative sales. So it's that's, like, exactly. that's what I think is like, you can't, I could never see myself as like a car salesman or even like <laughs> pitching any kind of product or anything. It's like, you know, hotel sales is like you're talking to clients that need your product and you need them. And, Um, And you and you have that mentality, like if it didn't you know, say it's not going to work out this time, like I may see you again in six years. You know, it's like I have, you know, Sarah, I'm sure has the same thing, like clients that you haven't heard from in 10 years and like, oh, you're like, I heard, you know, they found you on LinkedIn. They're like, I have this program. It's like so it might be a very spaced out situation. But it's like if you have those connections, you're like, you'll reconnect down the line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if the value is there for everybody, you know, that's when you know it really works. When everyone's invested and you kind of meet in the middle, it's beneficial to all parties.
0: <laughs> Sarah, you were, it was so funny because when we were talking about doing this episode and you referenced about how like back in the day when it was like concierge parties or, you know, different, I guess Mark was the one throwing on these rooftop uh-huh. parties. <laughs> like every night, you know, there was like literally something you could do every night.
1: Yes. I mean, we partied with a purpose. I mean, we were out there two to three nights a week, you know, networking, creating connections, eating dinner. <laughs> I mean, these events were wild. And yeah, it's just, I miss that. I'm looking forward to getting back out there.
0: It was a fun time. And I, I mean, I know it's still these things still happen just not lately but I mean everyone seems like they're just like rearing to get back out and and connect with people again okay so like you are both in a very interesting situation I think because what you were what you were doing is not what you're doing now as so many of us are in that boat so take us through I hate to ask like your pandemic story, but I I would like to know what happened. Where have you been the past year? Because I think hotel sales is one of those positions where, you know, like on one hand, it's like someone's got to stick around. Someone's got to be there just in case. But then on the other hand, there wasn't business. So what happened to you guys?
2: Yeah, so let's see. So my last position before so after the end of Chicago I was at the I opened the Wit Hotel down on State and Lake. The it's a double tree product. So that was back in two thousand nine. So I was there for eleven and a half years and then and I always joked, I was like, They're gonna you know, I really loved it there. I had a great team and you know, it just was very you know after being there for twelve years, you're like, I know what I'm doing and you know, establish all those connections with clients and have a good base and everything and then March of uh, whatever pandemic year showed up. And I was like, because I always joked, I was like, they're going to roll me out of here either in a wheelchair or my dead body <laughs> one or the other, just because I'm like one of those wheel salespeople that sticks around forever. Um, and then, <laughs> then COVID hit March. And then I was like, I remember like I was you know, beginning of March, they're starting to talk about it. And I was like, I'm watching the, and then as soon as like things started shutting down, like mid March, I was like, I just was watching the daily revenues just drop, like I mean, that hotel was making 100 plus thousand dollars a day in revenue, and then by the time we pretty much laid off the entire team, we were making like $900 a day. We had 10 reservations oh. in the hotel. I'm thinking to myself, like, this is, I mean, obviously, the writing's on the wall. Like, we don't have the revenues coming in. There, you know, our staff was 350 total employees. We had two restaurants, you know, a huge banquet team, and, you know, even our sales team had 17 people, and it was just like... We can't even pay, like, one person seller with a $1,000 a day, let alone a uh, whole team. So it was just, like, we just had a mass, uh, like, layoff of the entire company. I think they kept 11 people in the end. You know, and just, mm. again, like, kind of what you said, like, you got to have somebody there to run the ship. And, um, and you know, with the Wit Hotel, it was, like, we were, you know, it's a hotel that can operate with a small team. So, like, we could have a couple front desk people, um, you know, maybe a housekeeping person and uh, the general manager and just kind of run it with 11 per person teams. So, so I know, I know they tried, we really tried to bring everyone back, but it was just the, you know, it's been a year and a half that the revenues just weren't there. There was no groups and, you know, the Yeah, the restaurants weren't really able to open. So, um, but then I toured this hotel. I'm at the stable hotel at Navy pier, that new hotel they open on Navy pier.
0: Yeah. That's a big deal, Mark. Like yeah, this is like clear. a big, <laughs> like we'll Navy Pier. you know, I mean, this is the first hotel that's For, been on the pier, right? Yeah, first and only hotel. I don't, I don't yes. think there's any room to
2: build another one, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was kind of – I mean, it was cool. I mean, it just kind of fell in. I had toured the hotel back in September of last year. They weren't sure they were originally supposed to open in November of uh, 2020. Um, so the building's been done since November, but then they were like – the whole do we really want to open a brand new hotel in the you know going into winter time which even pre-covid is not the greatest time for chicago hotels because yeah. not a ton of business so we decided to keep it uh closed till and we reopen we opened the hotel in march um, 18th of this year and i had started in february first so and uh yeah so it worked out great it was it was very interesting because the um the architect of the wit hotel she also did this hotel her name's jackie Koo. she also did the offshore rooftop bar at the end of the pier here so I, I ran into the architect in the lobby. I was like, "I'm like, hey, Jackie," and she's like, "She's like, Mark, I didn't know you were here." I was like, "Yeah, I opened your last <laughs> hotel. I thought I'd open your next one here." <laughs> and that uh, is so cool. So, and it's and the management company has a lot of you know Sarah and I both work for F H G back in the day, and the guy, the CEO, I think he was CEO Bob Habib, he was he started his own company, Maverick Hotels and Restaurants, about three years ago. And so he got this contract for the Sable Hotel. So a lot of old legacy FHG people mm-hmm. from the management FHG company are working for Maverick now. So I'm like, I'm back with people I worked with 12 years ago when I opened Ugh. the Witt Hotel. So it's just like, come came full circle, which is kind of cool. So.
0: Totally. I love that. Well, it's really exciting. Didn't you guys just have like your grand opening last yeah, week? Yeah,
2: we had it. Good. You know, like, I'm glad you saw that. I was like, that was kind of like going back to what Sarah said. It was like. That was the first like big thing I went to. I was like, we had four, uh, I think 400 guests at the hotel. Oh. Um, I was <laughs> wow. doing so many tours. I mean, it was, it was still shocking to me because I'm like, I'm not used to like all these people not wearing masks and, uh, you know, coming And it was like all of a sudden. Just like, uh, <laughs> we just flipped the switch and we're like, all right. And I mean, we had, because um, we had asked people like when they're RSVPing that you are vaccinated or not. And actually we saw that about 95% of the attendees said they were fully vaccinated. So I was like i felt even when we talked about that in the morning i was like all right you know this is you know, it's up to you whether you want to take your mask off or not um but it looks like most of the and luckily like most of us in our office have been vaccinated so i felt it, it's just weird it's like you're wearing a mask for a year and a half and you're like okay and then you're around this like 400 people and you're like okay
0: it and, is and, weird
2: and the mayor was there and i was just like she gave I an mean, amazing speech like a very fired up speech and yeah, I mean, because the hotel is a big deal for the city, too, because it's like I mean, it's kind of like a little yes. shining star that like, oh, we're, you know, we're getting back to business and uh, welcome people because the pier just reopened too Memorial Day weekend because that's been closed also since September of last year. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, all right, we're opening the pier. We open a new hotel. We have new restaurants and um, and all the boats going by again. It's like ah, it's like it's like warm my heart. I was like, oh, my God, I love seeing all these boats like driving around that area. Big legacy ones like Spirit of Chicago and Odyssey, and
0: oh, really? Like, all that
2: it's kind of, I mean, it was sad just to say, like, when because we had opened the hotel in March and the pier was still closed till I think they reopened at the end of April, it's just like so weird to be on Navy Pier with nobody on it, it's like, pissed right. off and kind of creepy. Or, like, I'm walking home from work every day, I was like walking through the mall of Navy Pier, which is totally in the dark, and you're like, I hope I don't get killed in here because no one will know about it. <laughs>
0: Right. I that would be a weird place to be alone. It's it's, like it's in pretty a vast.
2: Mall that's like creepily closed. <laughs>
0: right. And then what about like the staff? I mean, is the hotel staffed like it would be under regular business conditions, or are you still kind of in a ramp up stage?
2: Still on somewhat of a ramp up. Like for right now, like you know, I'm gonna expand the sales team eventually. But again, we don't have it's the the weekday business is still not there, so. It's like the weekends, we've been—I mean—very lucky. Like every weekend, we've almost been sold out. Every Saturday since we've been open, but it's a—it's a bell curve. It's like you're ramping up Thursday, Friday's very busy, and like the eighty percent. Saturdays sold out. Sundays we're actually doing pretty well too. But then, you know, Monday through Thursday, you're like, that eh, we're and we were in the like ten percent. Now it's actually it's moving up to forty to fifty percent occupancy during the week, which is oh wow, uh, promising. Because I know a lot of mm-hmm. hotel, a lot of my colleagues in the neighborhood, they like. I think at the Double tree Mag Mile, they weren't, their ownership group wasn't even going to open until the city was getting to the 25% occupancy level in the weekday. Because, again, it's too, it's just too expensive to have all the staff and mm-hmm. not have mm-hmm. the revenues to support. I'm like, you, we can't, we can't live off of Friday and Saturday alone. That's the, that's the problem. So, so yeah, we're starting off with like a smaller team and, you know, we've definitely been ramping up with the front desk and. It's been it's been a challenge even finding people because you're like and a lot of people we hired initially they as the other hotels started opening up they started going back to their old jobs which I totally understand mm-hmm. you know with housekeeping and whatnot I'm like sure I, I totally understand it. like we would love for you to stay here but you know if you can get your seniority that you had at your previous property of like ten years or twenty years like and all those benefits again like it's hard to even though I think we're paying actually more but it's like yeah it's like you get all those those old benefits and stuff like that.
0: Because I didn't think about that. Like if you've got, if you hire people that had been in the industry, were laid off, but then maybe got get called back. And they, if their old company says like, hey, I'll give you, you're your grandfathered into your benefits or whatever, that's yeah, challenging.
2: happening a lot. And, you know, like, especially like housekeeping and front desk. And, you know, we hire some people like, they were like literally right out of college. And then like, they got a promotion to like a front office manager within, two, I'm like, I'm like, all right, what? Give, give a little, like, I know you everyone, right. hotels desperate, but I'm like, I don't know if like someone with two months experience should go leave, jump ship right away. Like, all right. Like, like, <laughs> oh, you mean that right. they
0: left the hotel to like, go to- They left do- our
2: hotel. They were like a front desk agent. And then they got, I think like assistant front office manager, like after two months of working, I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm like,
0: Good luck, I guys. Good luck. To you go. <laughs> so you right, we had to like, that.
2: Six. I was like, stay six months at least. like. <laughs>
0: Well, especially because, like, I mean, it's just such a cool opportunity to work at that kind of property. I mean, it's this is a big moment, like you said. I mean, for for the city and for the pier. And, I mean, it's a new build, right? Like, brand new build.
2: Yeah. Isn't it? It is. It So is always fun opening a new hotel. I know Sarah's excited about her property, too. It's like, it is. It's interesting. I forgot about this with the wit, just, like, how popular, like, a new hotel can be right off the bat. Like, especially Mm -hmm. if it's, like, you know, a new sexy hotel or anything like that there's just so much interest in it off the bat and you're like it's like i feel like i just do tours all day long because people just pop in they're like see the place and...
0: yeah it's nice to be popular though mark
2: yeah it's like so that that's helpful but
0: <laughs> that's funny mark i mean that's true because between the wit and then now this it's like you have worked at at properties that are like hot spots i mean because of the wit i mean wasn't that kind of like the original like rooftop scene yeah but well, I guess, no, in Chicago must have been the original rooftop. Well, yeah, that was, that was kind
2: of just an outdoor deck on the top floor that, they, that I, I used to throw yeah. parties on, but it, the roof at the, roof the way it was definitely like, that was I mean, a huge thing that came on the scene that I just remember like when we opened the hotel, it was like, it was social media in action because we didn't even know what day we were open. And like, there was a line down state or Lake Street, about like 300 person deep, just trying to get up to this roof that people started talking about online yeah and, uh, social media things uh, just like kicked off and then every new hotel that opened after that was like because we had I mean I think mm-hmm. y- you're in like the CEO of Marriott came over and they were like tell us about this and like how much money you're making blah 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 and they like I was just like it was just like it's just hotels just saw it was such a a to get guests in the door anyway and then just a, a big money maker in, in general so yeah, I think it was the second – the Dana Hotel had, I think, the first rooftop bar that opened. And then the roof at the way was the second one that had opened in the, in the city. So, like, by a few months. So, but I, I, yeah, I think they did just such <laughs> a great job, like, promoting that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, it just kind of put us on I'm the gonna map. I'm going to credit you
0: with being the, the grandfather of, yeah. of Chicago rooftops. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just between your – don't don't be you know modest about your in of Chicago efforts because that was something. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and then go yes, you're the leader. <laughs> you are the leader. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, then now tell us your deal because you are also opening a brand new property.
1: Yes, which I am so energized about. So, yes, I am opening up the Hilton Garden Inn and the Canopy by Hilton Chicago Central Loop, and we're looking at opening later this summer. So these are two hotels in one building. It's actually the historic Chicago and. Northwestern Railway building that was constructed in 1904. Oh my gosh. And yeah, so way back, there's a lot of really cool pieces that we're holding on to and shining up to really pay homage to that uh, business. We're right across the street from the Willis Tower. So another landmark destination here in the city. Yeah, no kidding. And so I know that a lot of people are really familiar with the Hilton Garden and Brands, you know, being a consistent, Uh, or creating a consistent experience for both business and leisure travelers. But the canopy is really something new that I'm excited to be a part of. It is, um, let's see, it opened in 2016. The first one actually launched in Iceland. And right now there's about 30, 30 canopies globally. We'll be about number 34 to open. And the Canopy is really Hilton's modern boutique that picks up its personality based on the neighborhoods that it resides in. So each one has a different flavor. Um, Hilton has 18 different brands and Canopy sits right above a full-service Hilton if we're looking at the various tiers. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so in total, the hotels combined have 350 guest rooms. The Hilton Garden Inn has 135, and then the canopy has 215. And then I know a theme of our conversation has been rooftops. We also <laughs> have a rooftop that we're still kind of playing with in terms of what we're actually going to make out of it. But there's both indoor and an outdoor terrace that, again, just align next to the, the Willis Tower. So really excited to be a part of that.
0: That is so cool. So, thank you for explaining what Canopy is because I mean, I knew like I, I knew it was one of Hilton's brands, but I have to be honest like, when it was, yeah, starting in what maybe 2015, 2016, it was like between Hilton and Marriott and all <laughs> these additional brands that are popping up. So, at the time, I was at On Peak, and it's just like, Oh wow, another new brand. Like, well, what mm-hmm. is the demographic of this brand? And you know, what's the intent of this? And there's just it's so much. And I get it because you're just trying to cater to all sorts of travelers. Um, but it's it's just there's so many options. <laughs> so and it's cool to have two it's cool to have two to sell.
1: There is, and like some other brands, Canopy has its own kind of lingo or language. So our team members are enthusiasts. You know our lobby is really central so we have this really unique way to create a positive experience throughout which is really the goal of canopy that you come in and that you leave feeling better than you arrived so especially right now in today's world it feels so good to be a part of that energy surrounding that brand
0: Ooh, lovely i cannot i cannot wait to come see everyone's properties like i'm just i just miss being in a hotel (laughs) (laughs) I, like, love walking into a hotel.
2: Yeah, it's always fun to, like, go through hotels and be like, all right, this is a good design choice. And, like, we do that a lot with, like, hotel tours. Like, oh, I think, you know, this, I love that tile. I want to put that tile on my house and that kind of thing. You see if I, it's not like it's a great, like, inspirational thing to go to hotels and see what what works, what doesn't work. and.
1: I've always loved HGTV, so I kind of feel like I'm in my own show right now, just kind of observing <laughs> and, and kind of watching and, like you said, taking notes personally to take home. Because
2: yeah, they put, uh, I thought they did an interesting, like in the, in our showers at the hotel, they put the uh, wood, that ceramic wood tile, actually on the walls in the shower. And I was like, so it oh. kind of looks like, you know, it, they're made for the floor usually, but they just right. to put it, so it makes it look like a sauna in there, which is such a cool i was like what a good idea i was like you know you <laughs> think it's only on the floor but like let's run it up the wall and and now that's like, nice you know, wood, you know kind of going with our nautical theme it's you know it kind of looks like a wood you know kind of bringing that ship look into it as well
0: i was gonna say sarah you, you mentioned about language like the canopy has a special language and then mark when he's signing <laughs> off his emails to us it says yeah, what let's, let's make, make waves,
2: waves. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Embracing our location too I mean, that's right. I mean, Sarah brought up, it's like, so the Stable Hotel is a curio collection, which is, we were actually the 100th curio that opened up um, this year as well, so. These are like oh. young, younger brands of Hilton. Um, I, Sarah, I know, how many brands are there now? 14 or 16 brands? There's there? 18. Or 18, okay. Either
1: 18,
2: or. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those things you're like, all and right, trying to define each one separately. is like, so what's a Curio compared to a Canopy? or? Because mm-hmm. um, I think like three of Hilton's brands, like Tapestry, Canopy, and Curio are very, you know, all in this boutique realm. But it's like, and listening to them, even Hilton defining it, it's like, this is what this brand is. You know why you're a curio and and you know we kind of fell in the curio brand because we wanted curios are supposed to always be in unique destinations within like a city center Um, but you're also kind of doing your own thing it's like it's an independent hotel basically that has the power of hilton behind it so that's kind of why like our branding was let's make waves and you know the nautical theme and and all that stuff is all it's kind of all like our own creative that we do like hilton had nothing to do with that Um, it's kind of like you have to have like we have our own bath products and all these other things but kind of let they let us do what we want to do as long as we're a full service hotel and have that boutique feel so um but i, I had the same confusion i'm like all right what's the difference between us and a tapestry as well as a canopy those are the three somewhat similar but you know slight slight differences to separate the brands so i didn't realize we yeah. only had 34 uh you'll be the 34th canopy that's yeah that's
1: right in right in that brand. It is. It really is. Yes, I think there are, like I said, maybe 30 open right now. So, part of you know the challenge will be creating awareness. You know, telling the story of what this canopy brand is all about, uh, which which is exciting. Because I think that you'll agree, Mark, that especially in today's world, just being a part of something new, constructing something, building something, you know, as the world around us is coming back together is just such an incredible place to be. Um, You know, I really felt like I just needed something and this is absolutely it. I just feel so alive again and just feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing at this moment in time.
0: Ooh, I love what that. that. Well, <laughs> that's <right. laughs> yes, that's powerful, Sarah. Because I was just chatting with some people over the weekend about you know, when you ask those big questions, like, like what do you want to do? What do you really want to do? And like sometimes you just have to dial it back to like, well, what do you what do you want to do right now? Like mm-hmm. at this point. And so like right now, what you feel you need to do is to be part of something new and like build because we're in this like rebuilding state right the whole world is really but Chicago especially um or at least you know we can say that because we're all here but (laughs) and we're witnessing it directly but like so to be both of you be part of something like this right now like I'm sure it it probably helps come you know just everything that you've been through over the past year, just kind of coming out of that and now being in this position where you're like part of the recovery.
1: Right. I never thought I would get a high from being a part of, you know, work in action or even, you know, being on the construction site and having there be a hundred team members there working like that is such a rush these days. And I just never even thought about that pre-COVID. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've never opened a hotel like that's that's something that I have never done and I probably probably won't (laughs) at this (laughs) point but I've always thought it would be an incredible experience and you guys have both done it a few times it sounds like this is my first this is your first okay your first
2: my second and I said I said that at the window I was like I don't know if I would ever do this again because it is a lot of work for sure it's just like to not have any processes in place and like Depending on even like the management, like if the management company itself, because we're, I mean, I'm sure Sarah's are franchise properties as well. It's not like, mm-hmm. and depending on the management company, if is there, you know, our management company is pretty young, so there's not all these SOPs in place already like that. So I'm like literally making up all this stuff as I go along and trying to remember what, I was like, what do we do? Sure. I mean, luckily, like you know, being at the WIT for 12 years, I had, you know, all these, I think we were actually, I had a very refined situation there and like over the years it just became very... Clean and I was. And I think that's one of the reasons I got hired here because like you know this is going to be very like you started and there's going to really be no rules or anything like that. But you know we want to and I'm just you know just to get everything organized and how to get things in the system and you know just different different situations set up again. So I mean I don't love writing SOPs, but I'm just like trying to like remember what <laughs> we did with this and that and, like yeah to make to make it as efficient as possible right off the bat right. But also, like with the pandemic time, coming out of the pandemic, like we don't have nearly the staff that I would love to have to, like, so it is a lot. It's even extra work than it was, like, at the WIT time, because that was like we had, although when we opened the WIT, we were coming out of the financial crisis, too, at that time. But um, mm. so it was also like, it wasn't like money was free flowing that like, we could hire a million people at the time. So, but even much worse now at this at this stage, but you'd love to have a right. big staff already in or in place, like, I mean, to bring, like, myself on, like, a month and a half before, because usually they'd bring a director of sales on about a year before, when a hotel opens, and they brought me on a month and a half beforehand, so, like, that was particularly a, a quick ramp-up, and I think I got our sales system about a week before we opened, I'm, like, I'm working wow. off spreadsheets, and I'm, like, I really need my Delphi, because that's our sales system that we use, and... Yeah.
1: That's where I'm at right now, Mark. I'm working off spreadsheets oh, and just kind of launched the Delphi training. Oh my gosh. Yeah, can't wait to get organized.
2: Del- yeah, Delphi is like what most of the Hilton, you know, a lot of most Marriott, all the big brands usually use Delphi, which is kind of keeps the contacts and all the you know the groups in there and everything. Right. It keeps track of the customer management system. So to not have that and work off the Excel spreadsheets instead is painful. <laughs> <laughs> I can the only imagine.
0: Well, how much say do you guys have in, in how that, like, like as in your positions and, you know, big building, these sales teams from scratch, basically, like, do you get to come in and say like, here's how many people I think we need, or here's the systems I think we need to have in place. I mean, is that really kind of all up to you?
2: and and budgets
0: (laughs) oh yeah okay (laughs) That too. it's
2: more like i think initially like when i looked at because they had made a marketing plan before i got here and i was like they're like i had all these i mean i think there was about five people on the team so right now it's just me and one other person um so like you know we're gonna wait they wanted us to wait until like september to bring on like another salesperson again yes i think i do have say in what like like but i'm still like what do we need yet i don't know because it's like Mm -hmm. Group is just you know group business is just starting to come back to life now, so I've been kind of like you know I'm back to a sales manager, which I also love I'm like oh I can be a sales manager again.
0: I That's that. true. The, the, thr- right. the thrill,
2: of booking business all the time like this is this is fun. But I'm like as it's ramping up, I'm like oh, I think I might need a salesperson before I you know I thought I'm like I don't know if I can wait till September. I'm like things are starting to ramp up quick quicker than we thought too with group business so which is a great thing. Hopefully, knock on wood, we're still traumatized from last year. Like, is this for real? Is it, you know, you're actually going to have this meeting and there's, you know, clients are starting to feel comfortable meeting in meeting rooms again on a smaller basis, but.
0: It's got to start somewhere. And I I do feel like all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in that position where like, oh man, we are like now inundated with leads and like, like we need someone in the door right now to like start selling or start helping out with, with sales i, we I feel that right
1: room. now yeah. yeah i was just like yeah oh, all of here. a sudden all
0: this corporate business is back it was all
2: weddings before like when oh. i first got here like wedding room blocks and pretty much just all social and last three or four weeks i think it's just been pharma companies technology many like all these guys because they're i think they're ramping up you know and they're like mm-hmm. we got to get our team back together and like start talking about like they've all been working from home forever and like let's start meeting again so we can start ramping up our own our own business again so it's right like, it's so good to see a corporate business I'm like oh my god this is like amazing cuz that's what i'm so used to over the years yeah. yeah
1: i was sharing with mark that i just set up the platforms for our hotels to start accepting leads about a week and a half ago okay and since that point i've received 10 leads and 80% of those have been for corporate business that's happening within the next you know 30 60 90 day time frame which again wow. just speaks to the momentum that's there we're seeing it we're feeling it
0: it's real that's awesome I mean, that's yeah that's really good but wait Sarah is it just you right now
1: I just extended the offer for a sales team member to join us, and she accepted on Friday. So I am ecstatic to have a team member
0: Yay! starting in about two
1: weeks. Yes. Thank you.
0: Good. Good. Okay. Well, that'll help. That'll help for sure. Yes, help is on the way.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I was like,
2: help is on the way eventually.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. But this is a, real, a weird transitional time. I mean, you're both totally right. So it's like for people that might not know what it's like to be a salesperson in a hotel and like you do you get this influx you know it's like and when business is good and and it's a regular busy time i mean like leads pour in from like all sorts of places right all different um avenues but you don't yet have the revenue to pay people to answer those so it's like you're, you're you guys are both just at this really strange point where it's like business is pouring in or potential businesses pouring in but like the mm-hmm. revenue you have an extra meetings haven't actualized an
2: ex- yes exactly
1: right right i mean i feel like i'm just like running really fast on a treadmill um and i love it it's a great place to be you know but you're right i don't know when i'm gonna stop running you know when there's gonna be you know a, a time to kind of you know take it back a minute and have someone else jump on and we'll be running in tandem just kind of that analogy that i i think to about my current place
0: Yeah. Well, and Sarah, I didn't get a chance to kind of back up with you. So what were you doing over the past year? Because like you just started here recently. So what were you, were you working
1: this past year? Yeah, so... I was thinking a lot about your question you know what is my pandemic story what do i want it to be and for me in reflection it's really you know taking a time period that consisted of a lot of struggles and challenges and turning that into strength and really making something happen based on those experiences and those lessons learned um i was at the Courtyard Mag Mile um, in early 2020, and I mean, this was going to be our year. This was 2020, the year we had been working and, uh, you know, just really excited about for the past three and a half years that I had been there. And coming out of the gates, you know, we were exceeding expectations, delivering solid results, and I really had a team in place that cared genuinely about each other, both Personally and professionally, so really everything around me was was working and in a positive place. Um, and then just like you know everyone else's stories, you know things happened really fast, and you know the business started canceling, the team started um, you know getting severed and let go, and guests stopped coming, and it just made financial sense, you know, to close the doors. So that happened in late March, and I stayed on. And of course, humbly did, you know, whatever I was asked, um, which consisted of, you know, being security, you know, being a lobby attendant, continuing to push sales efforts, taking care of the team. You know, we really needed to take care of each other when we were coming in, you know, Monday to Friday, um, every day. So, you know, I was sharing with Jen, you know, unlike so many, I don't have a, while I was working from home during the pandemic story, But I do have a while I was working during the pandemic story, which I'm extremely grateful for. Um, But so the hotel, the courtyard opened back up in July and I stayed on through late October and then I made a decision to rejoin. First Hospitality and take a role at the Drake O'Brook, which is a part of the Marriott Autograph Collection. Mm. And, you know, on paper, this was an ideal opportunity for me. It was a luxury hotel, which I hadn't had experience with. It was five minutes from my home. And it was, again, back with First Hospitality, who I will always love and respect. Um, But, you know, after some reflection, I... Just really missed being in the city, and it was really fear that drove me out of the city. And I just had this burning desire to get back there and help rebuild it. And so, yeah, that's what I'm what I'm doing today.
2: Like Chicago proud.
1: Chicago proud. Yes,
0: can't stay away. (laughs) No, I can't. Man, that is that must have been a tough choice because I can see, especially if you're so close to your house and like I get it. You know, you've you've Kids, and it's just kind of nice to be like close to home, and I have to make the commute. I mean, right. so you went into work every day, Monday through Friday.
1: Through it all. Through it all. Through it all. Yes. Yeah, I think about going into my kids' classrooms as like the old grandparent telling the story of, you know, what happened <laughs> during that time frame. And I am proud of the story, um, especially in reflecting on where I am today. Um, and those relationships, those people that were involved in that story are only um, stronger and will forever be a part of my life.
0: Hmm. Isn't yeah. it nice to be at this place, guys, where like you can actually look back and say that like you're not yes. in it anymore. Like you're not in the what am I going to do? What is this going to look like? How long is this going to last? Like you're in a place where it's like, OK, now there's
2: a light at the end of the tunnel now. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it It, sounds like it's blinding you guys. (laughs) I mean, even the
1: sounds of the city are back. I mean, this past Mm. Friday, there was live music playing during lunch, and people were gathered, listening, hanging out. I was like, man, I recognize that sound. It's been a while, but it just is incredible.
2: People definitely want to get out, that's for sure. That's I was down. I was down in the West Loop over the weekend, where you know the Randolph Street area, where all the restaurants are. And oh, you would think we were moved to Bourbon Street in New Orleans down there. (laughs) Really? It it was like it was almost giving me anxiety because again, if you haven't been out in a long time, you're like to have this. You know, the restaurants full on capacity, like over capacity. Just like tons of people out. Wow. Like I hope this ends well. like you but you do like after like a year i mean uh, it was great sarah was like went through it all but i mean i've heard from so many like i was not you know i was off you know out of the market for that for the last year it's just like the people like all the hotel people that i talked that were you know were able to be kept on through it it's just like traumatized stories just like because again super small staffs and dealing with some very difficult people that were checking in especially when you know the you just don't you don't have that corporate traveler anymore and you're just like dealing with all leisure and all all shapes of leisure and you're just like just the story to her like scary stories as well as like people were
1: yeah
2: it's it was. like people that are like i'm sure people that survived through that were like very strong afterwards so
1: yeah i i made a point i <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And um, I made a point to get out and walk up and down Michigan Avenue every day because I wanted to just look for signs of things moving in the right direction. So, you know, maybe it was, oh, the bridges are actually down today. That's a plus. Or, hey, only, you know, 80 percent of the stores on the Mag Mile have boards up. You know, whatever mm-hmm. it was, it was just I needed to find something that, like, led to hope for that day to carry me, me through it.
0: That's a really good way to look at it. And I mean, you're re- reminding me that it's not just the pandemic that challenged Chicago this past year. You know, I mean, there was a lot of turmoil in these streets. So, I mean, it, it's amazing that you were down there for most of that and and but that you try to find hope in just the everyday moments. So that, that's a good way. That's a good philosophy in general. <laughs> I mean, to walk down Michigan Avenue, this summer I was just,
2: like, afraid. I mean, I think at some points there was more police than there were, and like, civilians were around. I was just, like. Wow. Just, like, and to see everything boarded up with, you know, straight down. But you just never, like, Mag Mile is such a big thing for Chicago to see it all boarded up. And I'm just, like, I mean. Right. Like, I'm, in, I'm, like, are we in a war zone or what is going right. on here? It was, it was. It was. very scary looking. And,
1: it's totally like, scarred And
2: eerily quiet where there's nobody around. You know, like, this is, you know, yeah. We're built on tourism here a lot of times. it's a convention right. city. This is tourism city. And to have neither of those things going on here is
1: frightening. It, yeah. And that's why, like you said, Mark, like, I love this city. And I just didn't want those scars to be the end of the city story for me. And so that's why you know, coming back
0: just means so much to me. Mm. Absolutely. I see. That totally makes sense. And this is. And now look, like it's, it's so reassuring to hear you two talk about just the, all the signs of life that are that are here again. So it it gives me so such happiness to hear all of this. So it's just, and it's it's, almost weird to feel happy and excited because for so long it was like are we allowed to be happy and excited or are we like is something <laughs> b- bad can happen <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> yeah exactly thank you but now i feel like we're finally at that point where it's like okay no this we are allowed <laughs> we're allowed to have something nice we can have nice things again <laughs> <laughs> well so you know, we, we have obviously talked about each of your properties a great deal, but for those listeners who are interested and want to find you, find the hotel, could you each just kind of give us an idea, like, you know, websites or just any other quick business tidbits you can share?
2: Yeah, I can, uh, I mean, we'd love to have you guys down to the, so like I so said, we work at the Sable Hotel at Navy Pier, which is a curio collection by Hilton. Uh, you can find us on our website, sablehotel.com. And uh, I would love to have you guys come down here. We love group business or anything about 150 people or less. Um, We open a brand new restaurant, Lyrica Restaurant, which is right on Navy Pier's main waterway there. So which is a fun outdoor terrace for 100 seats out there. If you don't just want to sit out there and watch the boats go by and have a cocktail. Mm. So we also run where we did our grand opening party, the Offshore Rooftop Bar, which is at the end of the pier here, which is literally the world's largest rooftop bar in the world. I didn't even actually believe when they first told me that but it's actually in the guinness book of world records as the largest rooftop bar offshore which is amazing so we'd love to have you come down try us out and check out the pier and the pier looks amazing they did such a great job with renovating over the last few years and uh, i think it's definitely will continue and just keep growing and be a hot spot for people in the city to come visit so thank you so much for having us
0: sounds awesome all right sarah tell us the goods (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: So you'll, we just launched our websites about two weeks ago. So yes, please Google us. It's the Hilton Garden Inn Chicago Central Loop and the Canopy by Hilton Chicago Central Loop. We're on Facebook already and our Instagram handles are HGI Shy Loop and Canopy Shy Loop. Again, we're opening up late this summer, targeting mid-August, uh, right on the corners of Franklin and Jackson, again, landmark destination right across the street from the Willis Tower. Both hotels have their own individual restaurants. We have the Garden Central in Hilt Garden Inn and Depot 226 at the Canopy. And. We have two meeting rooms. We're ideal for smaller meetings, ranging between 20 and 40 people. And the canopy meeting room even has access to our little urban garden space, which is really unique. But yes, tell all your friends and family, and we really look forward to welcoming you.
0: Oh, perfect. Thank you both. This is so exciting to have you both and tell all all the good news that you're seeing and going through right now. It's just such a such a wonderful thing to experience and I'm very happy for you both because it's very exciting for you both in your careers as well not just personally but for your careers too so congratulations to you both thank you,
1: thank you. and to you as well Jen
0: oh, oh great, thank great, you, great to see you all. <laughs> Thanks again to Mark and Sarah for not only giving us a glimpse into what it's like to work as hotel sales professionals after the biggest crisis our industry has faced, but also for playing a role in the recovery of our beloved industry, as well as the fabulous city of Chicago. The excitement yet challenge of opening brand new hotels during such a historical time will surely be something you will both learn from and remember forever. Well, that is a wrap on this week's episode, and I want to hear from you. Please send feedback, show ideas, comments, questions, and of course, interest in participating to me at roomblockpodcast at gmail.com, or send me a message on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you for joining me today, and please remember to subscribe to The Room Block so you can continue to join in the conversation.